Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack talking a ton of NFL with you. Live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. All right, let's go even more in-depth with one of the best information men in the business. He is the lead reporter for the NFL for CBS Network, uh, CBSSports.com. He does it all, and he does it for us for the next 10 to 15 minutes. Jason Forward joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. Jason, I take it you're staying busy these days? Uh, never a dull moment, my friend. Uh, <laughs> never a dull moment. Uh, that would be a, an understatement at this yes, point. Sir. All right, uh, i got many different questions and ways to take this discussion. Let's start here. As best you know, who is running this show behind the scenes? Is it Roger Goodell? Is it Roger Goodell being directed by two or three major power broker owners? Is it Roger working with a committee that he's put together? The NFL is changing a lot of things on the fly and coming under a lot of scrutiny. Who's pushing the buttons? First of all, none of these workplace um, rules, regulations, and protocols can be altered without consent from the NFLPA. So it, it is a ongoing negotiation and one that could take several turns between now and the end of the season and could result um, in more uh, amendments, changes, uh, adding this, taking away that, changing this protocol, adding that. I mean, this is obviously uncharted territory for everybody. And clearly we were hitting critical mass here in terms of the, the um, Omicron variant and, and what it was doing, uh, spiking the number of positive tests. And both of these entities, the league and the union, at the end of the day, have a vested interest in trying to play these games. That is where the money comes from. And not playing games has dramatic uh you know, d- dramatic consequences for players, owners, everyone. Sure. And they've reached a point where their data, they say, tells them that the vast majority of these positives are asymptomatic vaccinated players. You know, the Washington football team's team doctor spoke to the media today on a conference call that I was on, and he said of the 23 players that tested positive, um, only two would have been held out of practice if not for the positive test. And even those two, he said, you know, were, were mild symptoms. So if the goal is to play these games, and if the union and the league is in lockstep that 
we think we can do this this way and get through it, then that's why we're here. And they'll continue to tweak. Do we need masks? Don't we need masks? Are we still in enhanced protocols? You know, players have the, have the ability to meet virtually on their own if they want. Players have the ability to get tested as much as they want to, even if now vaccinated players, um, many of them won't even be tested weekly anymore. And they're kind of tiptoeing through the tulips and, and seeing if, if this works. Um, with no guarantees and no certainty, uh, and there isn't a, a, a precedent for this, but th- this is the way they're going about it for now, trying to get asymptomatic vaccinated players back more quickly as long as they can produce the requisite negative test. Um, they could be back in as little as 24 hours. Understood on that end. Uh, let's jump ahead to drawing a conclusion. And I know you're not a doctor, but you're being asked to play one as an NFL insider these days. And uh, same here for yours truly. Not quite qualified to do so, but we can use some common sense here. Are we reading into this that this Omicron variant is not as bad, as as serious as the original COVID, that if guys who are testing positive are feeling absolutely positively yeah. fine and could have been able to play, is that one of the things we derive from this is this variant, while still showing up as a positive test, might not be as dangerous as what the original COVID was? Yeah, look, I personally have no uh unique evidence or research towards that. I'm just a reporter, but the doctors that I've spoken to, including some who work for the league and confer for the league and the NFLPA, their initial findings have been that this spreads much quicker, but yes, for vaccinated uh, people, the, um, the way it manifests itself in, in their bodies seems to be less um, impactful than uh, the original sort of strain. Now, again, we're still only a few weeks into this, but that is how they're operating, and that is part of the science and the data that they use to come to this conclusion that, you know, let's try to get these guys who are feeling really good and just had, you know, one or two positive tests back more quickly once they have the negative test. Uh, we're talking Jason Lockham four from CBS here with us on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, three games were postponed, pushed back, rescheduled, a couple extra days for teams to hopefully get some of these vaccinated yet showing no symptoms whatsoever players back in because they get a negative test. We've already seen some Rams test negative. Yeah. We've seen a bunch of Washington defensive tackles and defensive ends test negative. Browns haven't made much headway yet, uh, headway yet. but uh, we did have three games rescheduled. Then it's for the betterment of those three teams that had 20-plus guys on the COVID list. The other teams had to wait to get their games in or continuing to wait to get their games in, and they did not have that many issues, and they are at a competitive disadvantage going forward because they're going to have to play now on shorter weeks going into yep. next weekend's action. Is the NFL going to do anything to – try and appease those organizations or is it just going to be no. tough luck? You drew the wrong opponent on yeah, the wrong week. You know, it happened. I think it, it, it happened to some teams a couple of times last year. It happened to Pittsburgh um, when the Titans had their outbreak and right. They lost their bye week. That game got moved. And then they played a game on a Wednesday afternoon at three o'clock against the Ravens 
after the Ravens had their outbreak. And, I mean, the reality is the league is saying they're 96% back. So, by and large, most players have done what they can do. You know what I mean? To Now, they need to get the number of boosted players way up. I was told at the beginning of the week only 5% of NFL players have been boosted. Um, and the league refuses to give out numbers, and they say it's trending in the right direction, and this week has started to uptick. But that's a pretty low number. Uh, but regardless, I, I mean, uh, you know, I don't think – and there's no evidence through contact tracing or anything else to point to the Washington football team doing something nefarious to have these numbers mount. It is, it's, it's in different communities. It's in different schools. It's, in, it's doing different things in different areas of the country. And, you know, it, it, I'm in New York right now, and, and you know, there, there are certain hospitals that are in a crisis mode here. So the reality is that without 100% people being vaccinated in this country, or really, you know, most of the world for that matter, this is going to continue to be something that the medical community has to deal with. And therefore, employers of thousands of people are going to have to deal with. And yeah, I mean, it's it's not great for the Raiders. It's not great for, you know, so the, I guess the Eagles. Um, but no, I don't think there's any sort of restitution. I don't, I would, there, nothing really happened like that last year. And again, it's if you don't play the game, then nobody gets paid. So right. that's you know that, that's the other part of it. And, and I don't think that uh, the Raiders or the you know Eagles or whoever the Seahawks would be real happy about that. Yeah, forfeits were not an option for uh, any of these games. They are going to do everything under the sun to make sure these games get played. All right, uh, let's stay off the field. We'll get on to the field in a second. Um, have you ever? When was the last time, if ever, you've seen a mess in season with a coaching situation as bad as what's happened with Urban Meyer in the last month and a half? I mean, it's it's uh, it's pretty horrible, and it was horrible in the spring and the summer. It, it never was good. I reported week one that morale there was horrible. The players and coaches hated him. He treated people in a despicable manner. Um, he, he continually sort of violated any sort of sense of decorum or, um, you know, he berating players in front of coaches, threatening to fire people on the spot, you know, wanting to play, you know, run their regular offense in the preseason and picks. I mean, it just, he just had, it, it was never going to work. And I would have told you in the spring or the summer that this very well could be a one and done despite what, Shad Khan paid him. Now, I wouldn't have been able to predict that, hey, in week five, he's going to – he's not going to get on the plane. He's literally not going to go <laughs> home with the team. And he's going to go to Columbus and act like a jackass all weekend and get caught on film. I, I wouldn't have called that. Like, it, it became a national crisis story sort of like before I thought it would. But I would have told you by the holidays, this guy would have been on thin ice because he doesn't know what he's doing. He's not motivated and invested in it. He's not a hard worker. He's the first guy out of the building. He hadn't earned anybody's trust and respect. He doesn't understand concepts and, 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 and basic things that, that work up here. And he didn't really have any interest in learning. And he continued made everything about him while deriding other people for not being selfless enough. I mean, it, it, it's, um, you know, the term malignant narcissist I've heard applied to him. Um, uh, you know, habitual liar like that. That's not going to fly uh, in the NFL. 
So, no, I'm not shocked that he's gone uh, with less than a year to go. But the manner in which it happened, I mean, Bobby Petrino thing was pretty bad. I mean, there there have been some, there have been some, um, you know, some rough stuff in this league. But the the totality of this is is pretty damning. How bad does Shad Khan look? Well, we know he looks bad for the hiring to begin with because it, it self-imploded. Um, but the way that he's handled it since Urban started to go astray, starting, as you said, in Columbus and the many other things that have happened since, his firing and then saying it had nothing to do with Josh Lambeau coming out with the story that he kicked him, even though he did it within 24 hours of that story going out. How much egg does the owner have on his face in Jackson? Well, look, Sean Khan has yet to prove that he's um, got the chops to run an NFL football team in any sort of uh, positive or cohesive way. Uh, they spent a ton of money on their defense and got to a championship game with Blake Bortles, and then they doubled down on Blake Bortles, and he doubled down on a coaching staff that um, he should have made a change on sooner. And his instincts, his, um, his lack of a deft touch for this, his inability to put together a front office and a coaching staff that can work together, um, that can build anything close to a winner. I mean, they lose 10. The, the rate at which they lose 10 or more games is astonishing in a league where everybody's supposed to go 8-8 eight and eight, or now 8-9 and nine and 9-8. Nine and eight. So, I mean, I, I don't know that you can give him the benefit of the doubt if you're a Jaguar fan. I mean, they managed, they killed Trevor Lawrence. Like, Trevor Lawrence has never, been, never lost anything in his life. He hasn't thrown a first-half touchdown pass since week six. So do do I know he or think he's going to get it right? I, I he hasn't to this point. He hasn't come particularly close. Um, maybe you know they'll figure something out in this hiring cycle that works better for them. I don't know if Doug Peterson, you know, would would be a fit for them. Byron Leftwich. Um, they've interviewed guys like the Enemy and McDaniel's in the past and not hired them. I'm not sure that they would go there now. Um, maybe they want to talk to them again. But I can tell you this, Jody, it'll be a coveted job because Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, Urban Meyer may have broke him short term, but there is so much to like about that young man, the kind of person he is, the kind of competitor he is, the kind of quarterback he can be. Um, but to continue to waste his rookie season under that um, just, just sort of um, sham job that was going on there from the head coach, that had to stop. Jason, I want to ask you about a team on the field rest of the season and how they're going forward, and that's the Seahawks. They're one of the teams who got their game pushed back to Tuesday night because they're playing the Rams. Rams got a, a handful of guys reinstated today, but still will be down plenty of talent into that game on Tuesday night. They won a couple of games in a row. Russell Wilson has looked better. Mm -hmm. They've had a disappointing season, but there have been a lot of rumors about it's time to break it down and build it back up, and maybe Pete Carroll won't be the guy. Have you bought into that reporting? Was it a little premature, if accurate at all? How do you think things are going to shake out in Seattle, starting with this game against the Rams on Tuesday night? Well, I mean, I, I just focus on what I've reported, which is um, Russell very much was open to getting out of there last year and had major reservations about how they're going to, or if they can, turn that franchise around. This year obviously has not gone well for anybody there. He has two years left on his contract. I wouldn't expect him to be signing any contract extensions there. I don't know that you want to go down a road where now you're starting to franchise a 36-year-old quarterback three years from now. I, I, so they're going to have to figure something out and they're going to have to woo him and re-recruit him. And could it end in a scenario where there's a trade demand? 
outright. I mean, that's not Russell's style, but I, I know that he he wants to be considered among the all-time greats, and he wants to win more than anything else. And he's looking at Tom Brady and Brady calling his shot, how that's worked out for him. And he, he doesn't want to waste any more years of his prime. If Russell uh, says, listen, I need to be somewhere else and they accommodate him, does that completely wipe out Pete Cow's chances to stay? Would he want to stay around and be part of a rebuild? Would he look at it as one no, last I think Pete, challenge? I think Pete wants to win with Russell, but that may not be, you know. Th- those services may be withheld. I mean, again, we're going way down conjecture lane now. Right. But, you know, that that uh, I, I think Pete's dream would be, Pete always thinks we're close and we're good. Um, and we'll get better next week. So, yeah, I mean, Pete would think one one off season and, you know, Russ is still Russ and away we go. But the reality is the offensive line's a problem. The defensive line's are really all three levels of the defense are a problem. Um, they're not a good football team. They've had a lot of terrible drafts. And they made some questionable, some would say outright terrible trades, and that's left them with not enough ammunition to rebuild it quickly in the manner that he would want to rebuild it quickly. So, there's going to be some awkward conversations coming up in that building next month. And uh, again, I don't know that they're going to be able to put forth the kind of tangible plan that Russell's going to look at and say, oh, yeah, I see myself winning a Super Bowl in the next two years while I'm still employed by these guys. All right. Another team I want to get your take on is the Ravens. Uh, despite losing two games in a row, they're still in first place in that division at 8-5. and five. Yeah. No one knows till probably game time on Sunday whether Lamar Jackson's going to be able to play or not. Yeah, I don't, I'd be very, very surprised if Lamar Jackson played. Okay. So you, th- you think uh, Aaron Rodgers goes in there and slices and dices the Ravens? Well, the, the problem for the Ravens is they don't have any of their starting secondary available. I guess the number one rated quarterback in the NFL. And uh, the Ravens' pass rush is uh, pretty horrible. So they have to blitz to get any semblance of a pass rush. Well, you do that because, well, we got Marlon Humphrey and we got Marcus uh, Peters and we got shut down corners so we can, we can, we can gamble. Well, <laughs> you don't have – you're pulling guys off the practice squad who are going to be playing big minutes. Uh, they can't do that. And they don't have the individuals to win much up front. So it's going to be a tough road to hoe. They won't change the lineup. I'm sorry, the, the, the um, game plan much for Tyler Huntley. And he's gotten every snap this week. And he's an intriguing kid who has some pretty special athletic gifts himself. Uh, and is certainly a gamer. But slowing down Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and these guys would, was going to be incredibly difficult for them at their best. And the injury situations and the COVID, you know, injury slash COVID has really put them in a situation where the bottom looks to be falling out on their season. All right, last thing. If I tell you that I think there's a team in the National Football League that by the end of each year could have lost seven in a row and won nine in a row. The Miami Dolphins? Dolphins run the table from here until the end of the season. How much do you think I could win if I bet something like that? I know that they, you know. I, I, I remember looking at their schedule a week ago when I was writing a column and saying, these dudes are going to get above 500. But it does, I, I do seem to recall their schedule gets a little tougher the last few weeks. But the kind of defense, I mean, that's another one, though, Jody. Like, they, they, you know, who's on the team? Like, when they play, you know, who's on the COVID list? Is, you know, is Jalen Well out there or is he not? You know, like, uh, 
But they have something really good going there, and we'll see if they can keep it going coming out of their bye. Uh, they made some changes into what they believe in defensively, blitzing more, going with some of their nickel guys, you know, going a little smaller, faster on defense and generating more pass rush that way. Uh, and certainly, Tua Tungvalu is playing really good ball. He's getting, getting rid of it quickly. He knows his offensive line isn't that good. Uh, short intermediate passing game has been, been robust for them. Uh, but again, there's so much variance with these rosters right now. And that's not a particularly deep team that I think, you know, could, can beat the new England's and Buffalo's of the world without having all of its talent available. Yeah. Not only do we have to try and figure out who's winning week to week and who's going to win when we get to the playoffs, we got to try and figure out who's going to win COVID or yeah. the NFL. The one thing we yeah. know for sure is. They're going to get all the games in. That That's a given. How, how good a quality they we're going to have to do the game? whatever they have to do to, do, to achieve <laughs> that goal. We certainly agree on that one. Jason, always great catching up, buddy. Thanks for the insight. We will certainly get you up again when the playoffs get closer. Sounds good, buddy. Uh, enjoy the games. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. That's Jason Locke on four, lead informational guy, reporter for CBS, both on the network and on uh, CBSSports.com. All right, Jody Mack coming back here on CBS Sports Radio. More with you talking NFL on the phone. 855-212-4227. We'll get you on with the Mac man. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 